Hey everyone, welcome to the Grabs Podcast, where we bring the stories of real life rescues to you firsthand from those involved. My name's Grant, I'm your host today. With me, I've got two guys from West Metro Fire in Colorado, Matt Marfil and Aaron Johnson. They're going to be talking about a fire that they were on April 13th, 2019. So welcome guys. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your department? My name is Aaron Johnson. I'm a captain at West Metro Fire. I've been in the fire service for about 20 years and at West Metro for 14. Um, we're a 17 station department on the west side of Denver, Colorado. Um, at the time of the fire, I was a lieutenant on Tower 2. And then this is Matt Marful. Oh, yeah, I'm Matt, uh, also with West Metro. I've been in the fire service for 16 years now, 12 with uh, Wheat Ridge and West Metro, which merged. Uh, I guess about seven years ago now. Uh, at the time of the fire, I was a firefighter on Tower 2. I have since promoted to lieutenant, also still on Tower 2. Nice. Can you guys tell us a little bit about your search culture in West Metro? Yeah, we, for every fire, we send four engines, two trucks, two ambulances, a safety officer, two chiefs, and an investigator. Um, some of it's kind of IC driven on who is assigned search, depending on how far away the truck is or the heavy rescue. But we try to, uh, if, if search has not been assigned, we try to assign that to the truck or the heavy rescue. How many, then, how many folks are running on each rig for you guys? Um, it's kind of a mix. Our, our truck companies and the heavy rescues have four. If there's a station that has an engine and an ambulance, the engine only has three. But if there's just a single unit there, like a standalone engine, there's four on it. Um, talk to us about what what do you guys do for search? Like, is it, are you doing oriented split search, VES, all of the above? Uh, what do you guys learn and teach teach your guys? I think we do all of the above. Um, it is somewhat situational dependent, as any search would be. Um, and it, some of it is depending on the experience of the crew and how much they train on it. Um, but we do use ticks. We do some oriented searches. If we have a, a known victim, we will do a targeted search with a VEIS, um, usually done by the truck company. Cool. Uh, why don't you guys take us to April 13th, 2019? Okay, I'll start off. It was, I think it was just after dinner. It was at 1905 hours. And it was April in Colorado, so it hit, we kind of go through this. It snows, and then it it um, it turns real muddy. So it was one of those muddy days. Uh, we had a call for a fire in a trailer park, and we in our district we don't have many trailer parks, so that's somewhat abnormal for us. Um, and so it was just after dinner, and we we got called to the trailer fire, and the closest to station was Company One, which is Engine One, Medic One, Medic Eleven, and Sam One. And that Sam one is a safety officer. And then we had two other stations very close, which is station two and station three. And so while in route, there was a header that most of the stations could see. And then there were lots of dispatch notes coming in. There was lots of callers saying there was a fire. It was a Saturday night in the trailer park. 
and I saw a note about someone being trapped as the notes were kind of speeding through the screen. I let my guys know in the back that there was possibly someone trapped and we were going to look to do a search right away. So they masked up. And then I actually let the note, let the engine one officer know that I saw a note about someone being trapped just so they were aware. Uh, when the first company got on scene, they pulled a two and a half and it was a single wide trailer. And they pulled a two and a half and then they actually pulled two inch and three quarters for exposure protection at the same time because they had two ambulances and an engine all arrive at once. And then just behind them was engine two, engine three, and then our truck company, Tower Two. And we were about 30 seconds after the first two units. As we pulled up, we could see the Delta side of the trailer and there was fire coming out of every window on that side of the trailer, which was the long side. And then the front side, the Alpha side, there was one window with fire coming out of it. And three of us basically hopped off the truck while it was still moving. Uh, we started doing a 360 to get to the back because everything on the front was on fire. And we went around the Bravo side where the front porch was and the whole front porch was on fire. There was a propane tank from a grill that was venting. There was a bunch of yard debris on fire and it was pretty hot going in between the two trailers. Um, and so we got around the back and I saw the, the window on the Charlie side was smoke stained, but there wasn't fire coming out of it. So I told those guys, hey, we're going to VIS this window. And then I happened to see the safety officer who was doing their safety 360 in the back. And I think we had some quick dialogue, but he actually had just encountered another victim that um, had attempted to rescue the victim who was inside. And that, that guy who was on, on the backside of the trailer was uh, burned and not doing so well. Um, so we let command know that we're going to do VIS. And then I guess I'll let Matt talk about what happened from then on. Uh, yeah. When we first got there, there was a huge volume of fire. Like we had trouble even getting between the trailers because it was so hot. There's flames coming out of everywhere. Um, we were masked up, got to the back. Like Aaron said, he, he found that window and said we were going to VEIS it. At, at that point, I'd only heard of a single victim. Um, and that's what I thought we had. We broke the window and it was uh, a bit above my head. There was a little bit of a drop on the back of the trailer. And I'd say it was probably about a foot above my head. So not a, even though it was a ground floor window, not the kind you can easily just get inside of. Um, my first idea was to use the halligan up against it as a step um but like aaron said it was a super muddy day and the halligan just sunk straight into the ground as soon as i put my weight on it and then my boots were caked in mud so i couldn't grab the windowsill and kind of walk my way up so we we just had no way in um without a ladder we had someone from our engine engine two get an attic ladder that was the only uh, ladder shorter than a 24 foot extension or a 14 foot roof ladder we had available. So, uh, so he got that 10 foot attic ladder uh, very quickly. There's not really much delay. We got that up. Uh, I got to the top of the ladder. We still, they made good progress on the fire with those three hose lines operating, but there was still zero visibility and very heavy smoke, but it wasn't uh, super hot that I remember. And I used the tick as we're taught to do, did a quick scan of the room, but because of all the 
host streams operating, we had a ton of steam. And I remember just going between the lens of the camera, the screen of the camera, my mask, wiping them all off. And I just couldn't see a single thing through the tick. So um, quickly gave up on that. And um, it was a an odd shaped window. It was about three feet wide and then like a foot and a half, two feet tall. So it was wide, but short. Uh, so I just kind of laid on the windowsill and then reached in. I could feel there was a mattress, maybe a foot down. So I just rolled onto the mattress. Um, as I was doing that, I could hear on my portable radio, the SAM officer that Aaron was talking about calling the radio that he had a victim on the exterior. And I was like, that was the only victim I'd heard that we had. So my guard kind of dropped a bit right then thinking the victim's out, but now I'm going to get my search done and get out of here. Uh, Cause conditions still weren't great. So I, Went down to the floor, like I said, not super hot, but zero visibility. And then I crawled kind of between a wall in this bed and I was feeling around and I felt something odd. Like when we train, we use dummies and they're hard plastic or like a, a canvas full of stuffing. Um, and I distinctly just felt a rib cage and I couldn't the way that person was kind of wedged under the bed, I couldn't like identify a head or any like the extremities. But um, as I felt around, I could just very distinctly feel what felt like a rib cage. So I went back to the window and yelled out that we had a victim. And then I tried to go to the door to isolate and I could feel the door frame and there was just no door. So I just figured it was a bedroom with no door to it. Uh, went back and was trying to get the victim out from under the bed. It was a, a wooden futon um, in a very small room. And there was like a, basically a foot around the bed to the wall on each side. And then underneath the bed, it was just full of stuff. And the person it I think they were trying to escape the heat or fire and just kind of got under the bed as best they could to shield themselves from that. So I, um was trying to like grab but it, it was almost like she was covered in bacon grease like she was just very slippery and wearing kind of a loose fitting shirt as far as i could tell and i just could not seem to get her out so i called for the other firefighter on the tower to come in the window because my idea at that point was to try to lift the bed off of her um it was a very heavy bed and it was wedged in there so we pushed and pushed and it, it didn't budge more than an inch or two. So I finally just laid flat on the ground and was able to hook my arm kind of over the top of her and slide her out just enough to where I could get my other arm around her. And uh, basically just, like I said, she's so slippery. I just bear hugged and stood straight up. And then the other firefighter helped me get her kind of, uh, horizontal because like i said it was a short wide window uh, and then we passed her out the window to aaron who's at the top of the ladder uh yeah it seemed like it went pretty quickly to get her on the ladder an, an attic ladder isn't ideal for bringing a victim down uh, it her shirt did get stuck on the the tip of the ladder and we had to undo that a little bit and then as as we were going down, my tick was hanging from the D-ring on the pack strap. 
with like a little retractable lanyard and the tick went between the rungs of the ladder. And as I was sliding her down, the tick lanyard fully extended. And then I became kind of stuck on the ladder with the tick extended all the way out. Uh, so another firefighter had to come over and undo the tick from my pack strap. And then we, we got the victim down on the ground where the safety officer officer was standing and they actually, we had an engine come over and start patient care while we were waiting for an AMBO. And then we, we got a cyano kit over there. I think that one of the SAM officers brought it before we even had an ambulance over there and they started a cyano kit, uh, infusion on the patient while she was sitting in the yard behind, behind the trailer. And then they, they loaded her up in the ambulance and took her to the hospital. Yeah, we continued our search after we got the victim out. We finished the search of the small room and then made it through the doorway into like a bathroom laundry area and searched that. And at this point, the fire was under control. The There was no visible flames that I saw. Um, and then we tried to progress into the, the main body of the trailer and it, it burned so hot and it, it's lighter weight materials being used since it was a trailer, but uh, the floor had burned through from the top down and we were just stepping through the floor and all of the contents of the room were essentially gone. So we just stepped out a side door at that point and did not uh, finish searching that part that was involved with heavy fire. Nice. A lot of stuff um, highlighted in this that we hear in other, in other rescues. Um, VES, I love finding the window that didn't have fire showing out of it. Um, that's a strong move. The, uh, you know, dealing with tall windows, we hear that time and time again. Um, and then uh, slippery victims. So uh, pretty cool stuff. What, um, have you guys changed anything since that fire it related to search on either how you do business or um equipment or how you guys teach that to different members uh, there hasn't been any overwhelming changes as far as training or what we do and it it went fairly by the book and i think it was well executed the one thing we did do at least with tower two is we added a uh, short six foot ladder with roof hooks on the end for those ground level entries, which we've actually used on a, an RV since then to get access to. Uh, but that would probably be our only real change that came out of this specific call. Very nice. Um, what, what was the time on scene till victim was out? Do you guys think? Actually found those times uh, from when tower two got on scene, it was, less than two minutes from on scene to in the window. And then it was less than two minutes from in the window to out on the ground. So less than four minutes from on scene to having the patient out of the window. Freaking outstanding. Well, cool. Anything else you guys want to uh, add to this? I, th I think just one good lesson was the, the quick water by the engine, I think at least gave her a chance uh, to survive in there because had they not uh, put so much water on it quickly there would have just been more fire coming out that window so kudos to the engine crew and the ambulances yeah that like, like i said before when i tried to isolate the door and there was no door once we were going through after the conditions were clear and we could see there was like 
a doorknob just sitting on the ground. The door had completely burned through and failed. So if it had taken any longer to get water on it, we wouldn't have actually probably even gotten in that room. I think it would have been involved shortly after, but uh, great engine company work, got that fire, got water on fire and got it under control before we lost that room too. And that's the only thing that enabled us to get in there and make a rescue. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you guys sharing the story. Uh, to all the listeners out there, we want you to, uh, you get a grab. We want you to go to firefighterrescuesurvey.com, fill out that short survey. That's for us, by us. Uh, that way we can uh, we can train on what's really happening and, and we can capture our wins a little bit better. Uh, if you want to uh, share your story on the Grabs podcast, reach out to me, Justin McWilliams or Nick Ladine. Look, we're not looking for anything outstanding. We're not giving out awards. We just want to hear what's really happening on the fire ground uh, so we can all learn from it. I want to thank you, Aaron and Matt, for sharing your story. Until next time, thanks for listening.